listening to Sense in the City, Athens. I'm Alexia Mbrazi coming to you from the modern ancient city of Athena Elava, Athens, Greece, with a new sensory adventure of people, places, and things. Made especially famous by the legendary Greek shipowner Aristotle Onassis and his visiting celeb friends in the 60s, Stavros Melissinos, the poet sandal maker, was visited by the likes of Elizabeth Taylor, the Beatles, yes, all of them, Maria Callas, Jackie Onassis, and many other modern personalities from around the world in ensuing decades. Stavros's son, Pandelis, took over the business, adding his own artistic vision. He renamed the brand Melissinos Art and added to the classic ancient Greek sandals his own modern creative designs. In this episode, I spoke with him about his life, vision, and the wonderful tailor-made sandals that people visit him from around the world to have on their feet. Hello. Where are you? Hi, Padelis. It's very nice to see you again. Yeah, it's like seeing each other. Now, the last time I saw you was the end of summer in 2019, I think. And uh, it was before all this... Uh, Well, all these changes happened in our in our city and in our world. So let me start with asking you that. What has this period been like for you? Oh, it was uh, awful, like uh, for uh, all of us. And uh, of course, uh, we had just moved to our new place, but we had to close because of COVID. And uh, of course, uh, this summer it was uh, quite good. Uh, we got... Uh, uh, people from the states and uh, everywhere else of course uh, asia our asian customers haven't arrived yet because we used to have a lot of chinese and korean and japanese uh, uh, people visitors but uh, now they come on uh, we get them only from uh, europe they visit us but uh, we're not back to normal yet mm-hmm. Generally, you have visitors throughout the year. Although you create sandals, which are mainly summer wear, uh, you have visitors coming into your shop all year round. Isn't that right? Yeah, because as you know, you live also in Athens. Uh, you know that the weather is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now let's go back to, to your sandal making because... Uh, This is something you grew up with. Uh, your grandfather was a shoemaker and your father uh, started creating these this sort of trademark Melissinos sandals and also was a very acclaimed poet uh, in his own right. And uh, he built a whole buzz around uh, the Melissinos name uh, with sandal making because he had uh, this, this stellar clientele and... In the 60s Actually, and 70s, the, especially. The poet sandals. The poet. Exactly. Yeah, the poet was known back then as the poet sandals. And uh, my grandfather started uh, making uh, the sandals because uh, uh, he, primarily he was known as a sandal maker, although he was also making shoes. 
but uh, sandals were his thing. And uh, but he was making the old-fashioned uh, sandals that uh, look more like Bergenstock and not like the ancient Greek uh, sandals we my father introduced uh, to the fashion world. Although my grandfather was making the sandals, but for the theater, the National Theater of Greece or whatever. And uh, then my father had the idea of uh, making them for the for uh, real people, not for uh, fictional mythological characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was quite a success. And he took uh, the fashion world by storm back then. And uh, Mykonos at the same time was uh, an upcoming uh, place thanks to Onassis and his entourage of uh, famous people who also thought it was a, like a must to go and visit my father to get real ancient Greek sandals to go to those places and uh, enjoy like a Greek experience. So mm -hmm. yeah, this is how the whole thing uh, started. Isidora Duncan, his mm -hmm. brother, uh, was visiting my father occasionally because he was also making sandals for himself and he was wearing ancient uh, clothes in his daily life. Yeah, yeah, like uh, togas and stuff like that and actually his house was uh, very close to our house and uh, as a kid I used to visit it it was uh, like uh, in ruins now they have uh, restored it and it's a place for dance for the promotion of modern dance but anyway so my father uh, started making uh, sandals in uh, in that sort of environment of intellectuals and uh, then later on, famous people who used to visit him for his sandals. And at the same time, he was writing poetry. And I was growing up in that environment. And my school was in Plaka. So after school, I always uh, visited him and I would help him with whatever he wanted me to do. And I was very happy to do that because I was escaping from school, which I hated. <laughs> and then I would see like Argirakis. Uh, you know, the uh, artist and uh, Tsaruhis, uh, they would visit uh, my father all the time, Katsaros, uh, so many other people. So it was uh, like a fantastic environment. It was like a magical place for me. And, and your father's uh, store was a sort of a, a place for the artist's community, let's say. Like a salon of the 19th century, but without the... You know, like the glamour. It was uh, glamorous in the without the way. salon, <laughs> <laughs> and without the ladies with the pearls and the, I don't know the diamonds. But, and you grew yeah, up was... in this environment. Uh, were you? Did you feel as a child that you would uh, have to take on your father's trade, or did you do it because you really loved what he did and he what you really wanted to do it I loved it and I in my mind I always knew that I was going to do that because uh, I was preparing myself uh, you know I was also started I also started uh, writing poetry and I started paintings so I have today I have uh, uh, you know I have studied uh, fine arts I have a master's degree from Parsons School of Design uh, I have written plays I have uh, written poetry and I still do and continue and uh, uh, pretty soon I'm going to uh, publish two new books of poetry and uh, so I'm always active. 
what has been for you as an artist the sort of the main outlet uh, out of all those things from sandal making to poetry to to playwriting to composing and painting i think all of them because uh it's like a uh, you're an explorer you know like uh, the renaissance people you know the artists of the renaissance they were fascinated with the world like i am and uh, they were, I wanted to explore everything, not only art, but also music. Most of them, you know, we know them as uh, artists uh, or as painters or as sculptors, but uh, most of them were also involved in other activities like uh, poetry, music writing, you know, like Michelangelo, for example, wrote poetry. And so did uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Of course, I'm not trying to say that I'm Leonardo da Vinci or. Michelangelo, but uh, uh, at least I have the, the same intentions as they did, you know, like I, I want to explore uh, life and uh, since we have only one life to live, uh, this is like uh, traveling, you know, some uh, people like to go to Spain, like to go to France, I like to go to the poetry fields, to the field. <laughs> You know, so it's I'm a traveler, and yes. so all these arts are equally important to me. And I wanted to returning to sandal making because that is a very, very special art in the way that your father and you uh, do it. Yeah, my father uh, believed that sandals uh, were sort of uh, like an extension of his uh, poetry, so he never. Uh, try to make uh, money off of it. Like uh, many people would come and they would ask him uh, to franchise even back then. But he said, no, I just want to be a human being and I want to be involved in my poetry and my sandal making and I have to see my customers. I, I believe the same thing. And that is why I don't have a niche shop and I don't like to sell to nameless people. And I don't want people to buy sandals from a nameless person. Uh, gray person. I want the people to be here and I want to see them in their eyes and I want to uh, make sandals for them because feet are so different like uh, our personalities and like our uh, faces and like our fingerprints they are so different and uh, you, when you create something for them you have to take into account all the, uh, the nuances of uh, the feet all the secrets their feet have <laughs> to tell you their pain, their joy, whatever. So I want to have the person in front of me and uh, they have to understand what they are getting. And if they like it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. But uh, this is the important thing. And that is why I don't mass produce and uh, want to create more and more like an artist. Uh, that's why I say out on your feet because I want to create art on their feet. What senses would to... you connect above all with the actual sandal? Like when you're making the sandal, you know, what, what are the senses that you connect with it the most? The visual thing is the most important thing. To make the sandal adjust to the visual reality of that person. Wow. Uh, so you make sandals that they are not uh, irrelevant to that person. That yes. uh, sandal are complementary that sandals that enhance uh, 
the eye, uh, the picture of that person and not uh, to ridicule them or to, you know, and also sandals that are going to be comfortable. And that is why I, I give a great, I, I always ask them, how do you feel? Uh, should I shave off some leather here? So, I, so it has to uh, do maybe with a touch. Like, I uh, think something that our listeners, a lot of our listeners around the world may not know about you is, uh, and the same obviously as uh, with your father, is that people come to you and, as you said, you sort of, your design, I mean, they might pick a design that exists, but you actually create the sandal for their foot in particular, which is a very, very rare and special thing um, for that person, as well as uh, for the result, uh, to, to have this kind of one-to-one -one, uh, treatment. They don't just pick a pair of shoes, put, have them put in a box and walk off with them. Has it ever happened that someone's picked sandals that you've had to say, mm, I really don't think you should go for those and I propose oh, yeah. something different? All the time I do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do that because, uh, you know, I see that these sandals are not good for you and uh, I don't want people to see you wearing sandals that they look awful on you because uh, that is going to reflect on me as well. And because after all, I'm signing the final, uh, uh, the final product. So I always make sure that... Uh, you get what you want, but at the same time, something that really is going to look good on you, not only mm -hmm. on your feet, but your whole image. And many times uh, I let people express themselves and tell me what they would like uh, to have. And uh, we modify uh, the styles we already have so that we can... Uh, uh, accommodate, you know, their special needs or whatever, or their tastes, or, uh, you know, even their joy of uh, creating something uh, with my help. Fascinating. There is a collaboration. Yeah, that's why people are so happy about this process. It's like a workshop between me and them. Well, this is now that you said happy exactly that's what i was going to say that uh, last time i visited you uh, there was quite a buzz in the shop i mean there's people sitting around waiting uh, for their sandals to well to try on different designs and to have their sandals made and people i could sense their excitement um and uh, i i loved this uh, post that you you put up recently in your facebook page about the french tourist who had a pair of your sandals for I can't remember how many years, and they came back to you with the wearing the sandals with holes in them to have a new pair made. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, actually, I was amazed. This guy walked in, and the sandals were barely there. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it myself. And I said, Why didn't you throw them away? He said, Oh, these sandals have taken me all over the world. I'm not going to throw them away and uh, I just need a new pair so I made him the new pair and then uh, he took the old pair with him and uh, I was very surprised. I, I thought that maybe he sees the sandals like his best buddy or like friend or something because he, he put them in his bosom and left, you know, like, uh, you know, it was like uh, almost moving because uh, uh, he respected the sandals I made for him so many years ago and 
things like that makes you richer inside. They don't make you a multimillionaire, but they make you richer inside. And then they help your other art activities. You can write a poem inspired by something like this, or you can paint a painting, or you can uh, write a piece of music. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's life. And talking of your, your posts, I've seen uh, that you are also a keen photographer and uh, you have your little doggy. Uh, can, you, can we meet oh, your yeah. doggy today? <laughs> oh, boy, 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 boy. Boy, boy, boy is the mascot of uh, Melissinos Art. Yeah, boy, boy. Uh, and he loves uh, treats. Come here. Come here. <laughs> so um, you walk boy, boy around the city and explore yeah. the you're, you're based in Macriani and oh hello hello boy boy hello yeah. hello yeah. <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> yeah boy boy and I walk uh, all around Athens like uh, Ten Ten and Milu you know Ten Ten <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so tell me about uh, your your experiences of Athens uh, when I walk it's uh, the best because uh, people are more civilized. When I drive, I hate it because <laughs> people like animals. And uh, when I walk uh, in this area, Dionysio Aeropagito, it's uh, very nice because of the trees, of the Acropolis, and all the history. You know, people who are jogging. Uh, and I think we should get more places like that uh, because this. Uh, places sort of uh, uh, create civilization uh, in the city. We need more places like that, pedestrian streets, and I wish uh, cars were banned from the city. That uh, would help the health of the people because they would walk and bike more. And at the same time, uh, they would become uh, kinder to each other because they would uh, communicate. What are the places that make you feel good? And the Placa also, city larger than, I don't know, like uh, 2,000 people is not a city anymore because you have to know your fellow citizens. Mm -hmm. So uh, this area here makes you feel like a citizen because uh, you see the same faces all the time and you can start f having like feelings for them. Whereas uh, if you live in a very big city, you don't uh, have uh, neighborhoods like uh, Placa or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, you alienate yourself from yes. the rest. And then yeah. you get Do you this... go out a lot in Athens? I mean, do you circulate in restaurants or museums or... Oh, no, no. I have no time whatsoever. It's like You're I always no time. Always creating. Yeah, more... <laughs> I travel with my mind, I, you know, and that's why I express myself through different uh, uh, art forms. So what would you say uh, are the main inspirations behind your, your more artistic sandals? Um, is the colors, the designs, the, is it, because it, it's quite reminiscent of your artworks and your sculptures, your paintings and sculptures. It's sort of, would you say it's more abstract art? It's, uh, I'm fascinated with the color and design you know, the forms, the shapes, uh, the lines, everything, uh, like an artist. And uh, some of them are, uh, you can 
see what they are. You know, sometimes I use like the evil eye or uh, some sort of flowers, mm-hmm. but uh, now do something even more abstract. And in some cases I have done that, uh, more abstract designs, uh, sandal designs. And uh, I want to take uh, the sandal design to, uh, to make it look more like art and less like uh, sandal design, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, wearable art, you know, art that you can wear every day. Yes. And would you say that your your sandals are um, that the amongst your clients that the ancient Greek sandals and your uh, designs are equally popular? The sandals that I designed, you know, my person actually seem to be more popular. And uh, actually, I wanted have you be my muse and create there <laughs> <What>? for <laughs> you something crazy that we would come up and work together and create something just for the fun of it and also create a little video about it. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. (laughs) Great. Well, it all sounds very exciting. And it sounds like you're someone who's always creating something new. Uh, You never stop creating, which is very, I think it's very inspiring to a lot of people. Is it possible for you to to play us something on the piano or or sing or read us one of your poems during this interview? Read a poem. Let me see. Oh, this is yeah. this is uh, sort of existential. The poem is called "Like Fruits." We wrinkle like fruits as time goes by. We sparkle so briefly, and then we die. We fall like fruits from our family tree, and after that fall, some feel so beaten, and no one stays unscratched or free, but we, like fruits, are always eaten by hostile mouths of countless sizes. We live in gardens full of surprises. Wow. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever look at fruit in the same way again. And then, of course, there is something other happier, like the lovers. As ether flickers and chimes, and its clock remodels the room, or shadows, lights, and rhymes dim up with bliss and bloom, the lovers turn into flowers, red buds that sprung at dawn. The late night cheering hours departed singing a song. The sun rays color your hair with tones of something unknown. My love, I'm walking on air and cry, you are my own. As soon as night was gone, the lovers turned into flowers of love whose magic song did bring to a halt the hours. Our love just passed, based through infinity. Our love committed a crime and love just gave divinity to us who slaughtered time. The lovers turned into flowers. The lovers embraced the dawn. To lovers trick the hours with love's deceitful song. And, uh, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And how can people find out more about your work um, online or when they're in Athens? Elisinosad.com. 
melissinosart.com. Great. Thank you so, so much for this, uh, for your time and for this great interview. It's really nice to, to connect with you again and uh, to let our listeners uh, discover your world a little bit, to dip into your, your art world. Uh, and I'm Thanks. sure that a lot of people, when, they're, when they come to Athens, will, will just love to come and meet you in person as well and see the world that you that you live in and create every day yeah yeah a lady customer yesterday from the state said this is not sandal making this is an experience so exactly that's yes. very very well put yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and also just to let people know before they visit that most of the most of the things in your in your space are actually art objects so please do not sit on them as a As you wrote on Facebook, uh, one of your recent customers sat on an artwork, broke it, unfortunately. Yeah. So unfortunately. Uh, they're not for sitting on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the artworks, yeah. <laughs> Unless otherwise indicated. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. Is there any final message you want to give to our listeners? Uh, just be happy and uh, be real and. Uh, Forget your mobiles and live life. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Alexia. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sense in the City, Athens. Find extras at senseinthe.city. If you enjoyed the show, consider supporting the team. Links to Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee can be found attached to this episode in most podcast apps. Or visit our Instagram page, Sense in the City Athens, and click link in bio. Sense in the City is produced by Ruby TV and Pilot Media. 